1: And thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. and this is such a delight for me because we have the marketing coordinator for Tracy Aviary right here in studio with us, Julie Rohner. Thank you so much for stepping in. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I think about how exciting it is. It's so much more fun for you to be hanging out with the birds than coming into a radio studio. <laughs> oh, it's, it's good to mix it up. Well, there is a long tradition of the Tracy Aviary, and for those who might have just moved in the last 10 years or so to Salt Lake, let me tell you, the Tracy Aviary has been a part of our community in Liberty Park for 80 years. For So it's part of the old history of Salt Lake City, which is just beautiful. But even with part of that history, you have been seeing some real big changes at Tracy Aviary. And, and I think that's just beautiful.
0: Yeah, um, everybody that works at the aviary always says that if you haven't been in the last even six months, then you're due for another visit because so much has changed. Um, Every year there's kind of another project, another addition to the aviary. This year has been huge with a new cafe and we have new exhibits, um, one exhibit opening up later this month and then plans for another exhibit. So there's always something changing and just something new to see.
1: You know what I loved? In fact, we're really thrilled. Patricia Dark, who is the marketing director, is joining us in the studio. You can just kind of muscle right up to that microphone, and thank you for joining us. So we're talking about the changes that are just now kind of coming to light for anyone who hasn't been to Tracy Aviary. This is this is an exciting time. So you said a new exhibit is opening up in the next month? Yeah. So on May 12th,
0: um, Expedition Kia, which is an exhibit featuring New Zealand, Australian, and African species is opening up at our Urban Bird Festival. So the exhibit is really fun, interactive exhibit with Kia, which are the world's only alpine parrot. And they are just super playful, naughty little
2: parrots.
1: <laughs> In fact, Patricia was the first one to tell me about these mischievous birds. And so give us an idea of, of just how naughty the alpine parrot can So they be. have
2: the intelligence of a four-year-old? Wow. So imagine having a room full of four-year-olds <laughs> with lots of toys to take apart and to throw at people and to they um, have this fascination for people. So when our caretakers go into their, into their enclosure to take them new toys or new food, they like to steal their hats, to try to pull their shirts off. They throw things at them. They're, they're really, really fun to watch. You
1: know, of all the animals in the world, and this was such a surprise to me to find out that there is this wonderful species that is so playful. And I, I know we've, you know, I'll admit this when I go to a zoo. I mean, I'd love to watch um, the animals that I feel like mimic some of the human behaviors, whether it's the monkeys or the chimpanzees or the orangutan, because it's, it's insightful. But for me to think about a bird being as intelligent as a four-year-old, that's just something. They could
2: do puzzles, they can take things apart. I saw one the other day rip apart a tennis ball in half <laughs> and use the tennis ball to scoop water and throw it at people.
1: Oh, my goodness. All right. So are we going to be in a splash zone once Expedition Kia opens up? Pretty much, yeah. And, I
0: mean, they get super close. They want to interact with people. There's a little viewing window where they'll always come right up next to it, and their beak's up against the window just trying to get close to the children. So it's a super fun space, and people have front row Seat
1: to all their little antics that they do. So this has been in the works, and I've been excited about it. But May twelfth is the big day, and you said it's part of another festival. Yeah, so it's the Urban Bird
0: Festival, which is just kind of our way of celebrating urban birds, and you know that includes all of our birds because they are city birds. Um, but we are partnering with a lot of local other other local um, businesses like Milk Creek Gardens and Wild Birds Unlimited. So it's all of these people that have similar interests, kind of coming together for a really cool festival, Um, and it's Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 3 both days, so people can come and just experience the new exhibit, kind of hang out with all of our other birds as well, and um, just have a lot of fun at the aviary.
1: Let's talk a bit about the purpose of the aviary, because
2: would we consider the alpine parrot an endangered bird? The alpine parrot is endangered. They are definitely endangered, probably because they're so naughty, Um, If they live in your backyard, literally... They're not always welcome. They're not always welcome. They like to move the cones on the roads and kind of be... They're pretty destructive with that. They're pretty um, naughty and mean to campers. They like to tear apart tents and steal sleeping bags and... yeah. But let's make it clear. These are not the size of condors. They're what,
1: 8 to 10 inches tall? That's correct, Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: And they're just very smart. And because they are so smart, they are... Um, on the endangered list, but they also don't breed well in captivity because pretty much zoos will take a couple, a male and a female, and put them together and say, okay, and they turn back to you and say, "Mm -mm, Mm -mm, no. I'm not feeling it. No, I'm not feeling it. I Mm -hmm. didn't pick her. No. So the purpose of our um, Kia exhibit is to get birds to have a place to meet each other. It's kind of like a courting station. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like a hangout for young Kia to kind of pick their mate. How beautiful is that? So how many Kia will be featured in the exhibit? Currently, we have one female. Mm -hmm. Her name is Scarlett, and she's actually the naughtiest of all of them. (laughs) She's super curious. She's the one that climbs all over all the keepers and wants to take their hats and their scarves and their glasses and everything else. (laughs) And then we have three boys.
1: Oh, my goodness. That is just so fun to think about. The overall goal of Tracy Aviary is not just like you're talking about helping these alpine parrots, you know, find a mate and continue to reproduce, but it is to help support and educate um, the community uh, about endangered birds all around the world. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah, it is. And I think that just with having our birds, people find a real connection with it, and then they feel more passionate about it. So even today, um, we had We just announced two new chicks that were born in our Treasures of the Rainforest exhibit, and everybody is so excited about them. And then we get to tell them how they are... Thought to be extinct in their homeland of Vietnam. So it's all about our help in preserving the species and making sure that they have a future in the wild. So it's a really big deal that we have these two chicks, and people are originally excited because they just like the look of chicks. And they're like, oh, chicks, they're so cute. But then they get to learn about the importance of why these chicks mean so much. And it's a really cool thing.
1: Which bird has the
0: baby chicks? So that is an Edwards pheasant.
1: An Edwards pheasant. Yeah. And they're originally from Vietnam.
0: Yes, okay. and they are critically endangered, thought to be extinct. So mm-hmm. it's—I don't think it's confirmed, but they are thought to be extinct.
1: Before we talk about some of the other future things that are rolling out, um, where did we get these birds from all around the world,
2: Patricia? I mean, I'm, I'm hearing about birds from Vietnam, and yeah. you know, there's um, so there are powers that be that manage the birds all over the world and try to figure out what birds are ext- are extinct or close to being extinct. And they work with zoos and with other um, avian associations and conservation associations to make sure that you know different zoos that do have possibilities, like we do, for breeding um, are matching pairs correctly. They do DNA studies on all of them. It really is a matter of understanding how important birds are to our universe, to our world. Birds are a great measure of where our, how good our air is, how healthy our water is. The birds that are in different areas are are used to actually see how Contamination is being either increased or decreased, mm. so it's important to have a, a, a broad selection of birds in every area of our planet. And, and, and
1: yet, I feel like I'm getting a bit of a mini tour of the planet when I walk through Tracy Aviary. Because let's talk about how many areas are represented in the different exhibits. Is that, you know, because I, I mentioned the condor. And, of course, I've spent time in Peru and Bolivia, and that's their bird, right? Um, I think
2: we have every continent covered. Every continent.
1: Maybe not Antarctica. (laughs) <laughs> no, because we don't have penguins. We don't have penguins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you don't need, a, like, I shouldn't say that. You don't need penguins because you've got the condors that will take a walk uh, up and down the pathways as we are walking along Tracy
2: Aviary. And I think that's what's so funny. They walk a little bit like a penguin. I'll, I'll yeah. just say yeah. that. Yeah. And he's black 59. and white. Yeah, and he turned 59. Oh, is that how old he is? And he's been with us for fifty-eight years. Oh my goodness! And every morning around nine nine thirty, he goes for a walk with his keeper around grounds. So anybody who's lucky enough enough to be around there gets to and, and let me just, if you don't know what
1: a condor is, and let's just describe this for a minute. I'm going to get the measurements wrong, but I want to say about three feet tall, two and a half to three Probably feet tall, two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the wingspan. 11 foot. Right. So when they're walking beside their, is it a bird keeper, should I say? A bird trainer. A bird yeah. trainer. This His is this is a sizable, yeah, they look like they really like each other. And they are just strolling down the pathway. And and it's really a beautiful thing. Sometimes you guys call it a nose to beak experience. And I love that. Because how rare is it in our world to be able to stop down and provide ourselves and our children these real close encounters and experiences with birds, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, and he is just such a friendly bird, and he gets people. He's another example of how it's—you know—we're spreading all this word about conservation. He is a really big champion for all vultures, not just not just condors. But if you go on his Facebook page, he has his own Facebook page because he's a celebrity. He's more famous than us. <laughs> um, he's from
2: got tens uh, of thousands of followers from he has all ten- over
0: the world, and he teaches people about the importance of vultures in the environment, and really just you know, pushes that message out to people where they just they love him.
1: Well we have a big radio audience and I'm sure people right now want to be able to find Andy uh on Facebook. So what is his Facebook page? His Facebook page is Andy
0: Space N Condor. Okay. Andy the Andy and Condor.
2: Ah. Uh-huh. From the Andy Mountains. Yes. Andy's from Mountains. the high okay. Andes, yeah. And okay. he's also our marketing director.
1: <laughs> he signs all Tracy
2: Aviary's newsletters now. He does. Now. This, he is does. For, this
1: is for real. Wow, this is exciting. For those who have just joined us, uh, we spent the last few minutes with the marketing coordinator of Tracy Aviary, Julie Rohner, and the marketing director of Tracy Aviary, uh, Patricia Dark. Thank you so much both for being here. All right, we do have some exciting things. I want to, may I, from my point of view, uh, mention that as a mother that was always looking for educational, inspirational, and out-of-the-box experiences for my kids. I love the idea of the Tracy Aviary Summer Camp. And is it too late for enrollment? Where are we on that?
0: It is not. Um, There are still plenty of spots left um, for our camps that go from June through August. Our first camp is a pre-K camp, and it starts on June 4th. Um, and yeah, we have camps for pre-K through eighth grade and they go all summer long. All of them have different themes. A lot of them are with different partner camps, like with Bad Dog Arts and Natural History Museum. So we have a lot of cool partner initiatives going on. And then we also have some field school camps where people can, young kids in, I think it was seventh and eighth grade, they can go out and really learn about field work that bird conservationists do and learn about that whole network. So it's, um... Something for everyone. We have a lot of different themes, a lot of different activities.
2: And pre-K camps are really interesting because those are, for really little kids, it's their first experience for a lot of them in a classroom-type setting. Uh, They're with a guardian, so either mom, dad, sibling, somebody has to go with them, Mm -hmm. grandma. And it's a great chance for these kids to actually get really, really close to some of our birds. They get to feed our ducks. They get to actually go right up close, nose to beak, as we say, to a lot of birds during their their fantastic experience. I with would the think aviary. that
1: that just would change their whole perspective. Birds go from something so far away in the sky that they don't really, to really understanding how unique each of these birds are, whether it's ducks and or And that's kias. something that, mm-hmm.
2: and, and within each species, every bird has his own personality. And any one of our trainers will tell you, you know, we have two, we have two, what are they? Hawks, I think, who are siblings and they're completely different. One shy and quiet. The other one loves people mm, and loves to eat. The
0: black yeah.
2: Um, they're all different, and, you know, coming close to our birds, you get to see that each one actually is an individual. Each one does have a personality, and each one is a fantastic ambassador for their species.
1: Well, and as you talk about the summer camps being wonderful for these pre-K and for all the way up till grade 8th, eight, eighth. okay, 8th eighth grade, that means um, there are educational opportunities, a part of this, to understand ecosystems a bit. Because as I walk through what felt like a mini rainforest, you, you have the chance to, to actually see flora, that would be in that part of the world. So is that incorporated in the curriculum?
0: Yeah, and they do a lot. I mean, they, experience, our I education say. department does mm-hmm. a really awesome job of even just partnering within other departments within Tracy Aviary. So our horticulture department, who's in charge of the flora and the fauna, and the, they teach kids about how to do, um, like, xeriscaping. the – adapt to a Utah climate and teaching kids what's good to plant year-round here. So they do a really good job of kind of pulling from all the different departments. And like Patricia said, the bird show birds will come in and do all of their different things. They go on bird walks with our conservation department. So it's kind of all different aspects of... Tracy Aviary kind of bundled up into one camp.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, um, and of course, as as you've just joined us, uh, Tracy Aviary has been in Liberty Park for 80 years. We talk about its connection to our history. But as every urban center needs, I want to say this is a little bit like our central park uh, in New York City in the sense that you can come. And you can be a part, a member of this. You can come when you'd like with your children and you stroll through these pathways and you can stay away from that stress that's out there and really recapture the beauty. of of that. And it's just a a sanctuary, more than just a sanctuary for birds. It
2: is a great human experience to have. And we actually are Salt Lake City's botanical garden. There you go. We are officially a botanical garden as well because of the number of, of plant species that we have on grounds. And we do have horticulture experts and we do do some walks and talks. And most importantly, our grounds are clean and safe and enclosed. So if you've got a little kid who's just learning how to walk, there is no better place. Right. You the have- sidewalk's wide enough for them to toddle. Exactly. Right? And it's and, you know, all everybody who works at Tracy Avery always has their eyes open to make sure all the kids are OK and all the birds are OK.
1: And I like how it's spacious. You know, I don't know how many acres, but it feels like there's... A little there's, over eight. Yeah. yeah, it is quite beautiful. We, um, earlier in the interview, uh, we talked about how on the weekend of May 12th, we have the Urban Birds Festival. And that'll also mark the opening of Expedition Kia, uh, the chance for us to get to know and have those nose-to-beak experiences with the mischievous Kia bird that we were talking about. What else is happening um, throughout the spring and summer Uh, throughout with Trace Aviary, because it feels to me like each week there's a new experience we can be a part of.
0: Yeah, there really is. So we have a lot of events this year. Um, So we have our Ready to Hatch Festival, our conservation gala coming up in June, which is really exciting. Um, we have a concert series that starts in June, the second Sunday of every month. Um, Tell me
1: about that real quick. So the concert series. Yeah. So
0: it's with C L and they, um, bands come at 2 p.m. on the second Sunday of every month. Do they play in that little amphitheater? They do not. Okay. Um, they play on the lawn. So you on can the bring a picnic. Oh, you can bring a picnic beautiful. and bring lawn chairs and yeah. a blanket. Right next to the Kia. So you can watch the Kia while, while you listen to music. The Kia will probably be singing along. Well, yeah. I did
1: watch the video of the Kia playing basketball before one of the jazz uh, playoffs games and shared that on us because so I'm, I have no doubt that they'll probably be dancing to the yeah. music. So that's Sundays at two o'clock. Yes. Okay.
0: Um, and then we have just a lot of events coming up. We have a flamingo event coming up in June. We have our annual breakfast with the birds later on this summer, which is a educational family event um, fundraiser so
2: and we'll have senior days we have we'll have 3 days dedicated to seniors where seniors will get in just for $1 which will go directly to conservation and what we'll have special fantastic. tours and discounts for all seniors so all that information is on our website which is tracyaviary.org. okay tracy
1: aviary.org. And how do we get a hold of all the changing information? Is just going to the website or do you email out to those who really want to be participating and knowing how we can support the aviary, how we can get involved?
0: Yeah. So we definitely keep our website up to date. So all of the events and things like that will be on there. Also on our website, you can subscribe to our newsletter and we send out Um, Lots of updates, so you'll never be out of the loop. Um, And then also our social media is very active, so definitely follow us on Facebook and Instagram, um, both at Tracy Aviary, and you'll see lots of shenanigans by the Kia coming up, (laughs) so we'll be flooding you with them.
1: Well, it's important for us to recognize not just the, the, uh, the stars of the Tracy Aviary, but other birds as well, but off the top of your head, as you think about some of the exhibits that really capture people's attentions. What, what did it come away talking about besides Andy, the condor? Well, I think the Treasures of the Rainforest
0: exhibit, where those Edward Pheasant chicks are, that's a really awesome exhibit that people tend to just talk about how much they love it, because it's a free flight exhibit, so birds can fly right around you, and you're just kind of in the middle of it, experiencing it all, and you hear the calls, and it's kind of like a scavenger hunt, looking for the different birds. You're like, I just heard a sound from that tree, and you're trying to find him in the tree. I'm glad
1: you brought that up because yeah. that's the type of place I shared with Patricia. I'd love to come and read a book.
2: Well, and I and <laughs> spend absolutely. some time there I and we do encourage people to do that and we do that ourselves. We take our laptops and we have to write and kind of hide behind a bush and it's just such a beautiful peaceful place.
0: I was going to say whenever you were talking about the oasis. We actually have I have I go in there all the time to take photos of the birds. And there are two doctors that go in there just to do their chart work. And they are like, it's super relaxing. It's so nice to just sit here with the bird sounds There's the rainstorms. You can kind of hear the rain in the background every day. So
1: Nature and Um, animals are great medicine. And when we go to social media, there's always jokes about how cat videos, etc. There's a reason why animals and nature are so captivating to us because it really does have that healing effect. And yet there is a larger mission behind that Tracy aviary. And that is if we don't protect and help these species continue, we are going to lose these beautiful
2: birds. We'll lose these birds and we'll lose this great measurement of how our planet is doing. Mm, you know, you know the, the birds are the first ones to tell us when we're doing things wrong. And we really need to listen to those voices.
1: Besides the rainforest, what's another exhibit?
0: Um, well, the flamingos are always a favorite with everyone. And it's kind of a funny time at the flamingo pond because our chicks that hatched last August, they are in their awkward teenage years. So they actually are gray um, which people are always like, what are those birds in there? Um, but they are just teenage flamingos. So
1: it's not until they're mature that they get the vibrant colors.
0: Yeah, it takes about three or four years to fully turn pink. So they're um, super funny, and people are always just going to check out the pond and I, see, I see what they're at.
1: I see a book um, for teenagers based on flamingos that we could produce.
2: <laughs> and under- Good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's And they brilliant. are awkward, and they do try to copy what the other grown-ups do. And, and are they the flirting adults. with each other already as mm-hmm. teens? Yeah. One of them does. (laughs) There's one that tries to get there in the middle, it being mating season, being the spring, and all the birds are strutting and moving. And you see one of the little ones trying to copy them, and it's just the cutest, funniest thing. I'm
1: glad you brought that up, that it is an active season for the birds. So this is a great time to go and explore Tracy Aviary, not just because the Urban Bird Festival is coming and the Expedition Kia is on the way, but because this is the time when the birds are most active, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: and they're all nest building, which is super fun to see. Um, The keepers give them supplies to build their nests. So you can kind of, all the different exhibits have different types of nests. So some of them just use straw, but then the flamingos build these crazy nests out of mud, um, and they're like these little volcanoes all around the flamingo pond. So each bird kind of does it differently. The toucans are in a tree cavity. So you can kind of go and see how all of the different birds are nesting. But just the breeding time right now, all of the different breeding behaviors is really funny. The flamingos are one where it is like a Simon Says kind of thing where one turns its head and then the whole flock and then they walk (laughs) in a line and then they slap their feet. So they are hilarious. It's
2: very fun to watch. So between the Kias and the Flamingos this time of year, it's hard for us who work there to actually concentrate because it's so much more fun (laughs) to watch them.
1: We have just a few minutes together, but I did want to also mention that um, you have the enclosed exhibit, which allows for birthday parties. Can we mention yes, that? Yes, we do
2: birthday parties outdoors okay. during the summer, mm-hmm. and we also do indoor um, birthday parties during the winter. We have a couple of different locations. We have a, a one of the oldest buildings in Salt Lake, actually, which is the old Chase Mill, which used to belong to Brigham Young, is um, a fantastic place for like weddings and parties and birthday parties and business get-togethers. And then we also have an indoor exhibit called South American Pavilion, where in the winter we invite kids to do birthday parties. This time of year, we don't because of the breeding of the birds. We want to keep it quieter in there. But there's tons of gardens and just beautiful places to do all kinds of parties and get togethers and family reunions. It's, it's a beautiful
1: place to do it. I've, I've mentioned that as well. That South American pavilion that we, I, that we refer to, you need to walk through it. If you haven't been there, the vibrant colors of the birds that are in there, to me, were so captivating. Just beautiful.
0: Yeah, they're the scarlet ibis are in there with that are bright pink. And I had the, to look them up because yeah. I've never
1: seen that bright of a hue. Yeah, that beautiful the bird.
0: And then we have a couple different types of toucan, the toco toucan, and then the. Um, So those are both very colorful birds. And we just have a lot of little songbirds that are super cool colors. So, yeah, definitely a variety of birds in there of all different colors and sizes. I mean, the toucans are big, the scarlet ibis are big, but then there are these little teeny tiny
1: tanagers. So it's pretty cool. All right. So for those who want, you have
2: memberships, family memberships? We do. We have great family memberships. Family membership for four people per year is... Eighty nine dollars. Wow! And you can go anytime. Anytime, and we're open every day of the year except for Christmas and Thanksgiving.
1: Great Mother's Day gift that would be, or a gift, a birthday gift, just a chance to come to the Tracy Aviary anytime you want. Family eighty nine ninety five. I thought that was extraordinary.
2: And then there'll be senior days for. And then we'll have senior Uh days coming up this summer, and we also do have a senior membership. So all that information is on our website, and they are. It's just a very peaceful, safe, relaxing place for families and people of all ages.
1: Well, I appreciate the work that both of you do. Patricia Dark, the marketing director, with Tracy Aviary. And, of course, Julie Roner, the marketing coordinator. Thank you for the role you play. And the conservation and the preservation and the celebration of such beautiful birds from all around the world, right here at the Liberty Park in downtown Salt Lake City. So I'll have a chance not too long from now uh, to go back to Tracy Aviary and um, uh, share some more of that on our FM One Hundred Point Three Facebook page. But thank you for coming into the studio. What a pleasure it was to meet you, and thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank, thank you. you.